Welcome to the More Than Corporate podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Amber Furman, and this is episode 51 of the More Than Corporate Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Solo Friday episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast, where it's just you, me, and the mic. Today, I want to jump into an interesting topic that I heard on a podcast, and I I honestly don't remember what podcast I heard it on. I wrote down a note of the topic and I didn't write down the note of where I heard it. And so that's a major fail on my part. And I am so sorry for that. The topic, though, is this idea of attention management versus time management. And it was an interview with Adam Grant, who was talking about what he wished everybody knew And this was one of the things that he mentioned. And I was really intrigued by his thought process and reasoning behind what the difference is between attention management and time management and why we should be focusing on one or the other. So before we jump into this episode, I wanted to take a minute to ask you to take just a few seconds to head over to iTunes leave a rating and review and hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any episodes of the podcast. I want to be able to interact with you. I want to know what is resonating with you and what you think of the content on the podcast. And obviously it does help with Apple's algorithm. And the more Apple likes me, the more I can get this podcast out to other people who may need to hear what we talk about here. So if anything that has been said on this podcast has resonated with you in any way in the past, please take just a few minutes of your time to head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And I thank you in advance for taking just a few minutes to do that. So let's go ahead and jump into this idea behind attention management and time management. I was listening to this podcast, like I mentioned, and I heard Adam Grant talk about attention management versus time management. And I had never thought about attention management before. Time management is something that's drilled into us so often, especially in the business world. You know, are you calendaring out your day? How are you taking notes on the time that you're that you're spending doing things? My coach has an exercise called the, well, she doesn't call it this, but it inevitably gets called the FU exercise because that's normally the response that she gets from people after a couple of days because they say, I just can't fit anything else into my day. Like, I don't know how you expect me to get any more done because I don't have any more time in the day. And so she asks them to write down everything that they're doing for the day and report back to her with where they spent their day, where they spent their time during the day. And inevitably within 24 to 48 hours or so, they get the FU message of, okay, fine, I get it. I get, I get the point. And I used to think that was a time management technique until I heard this podcast with Adam Grant. And then all of a sudden this idea of attention management clicked. And it made so much sense in what I was doing and where I'm at in my life right now and the changes that I've made 
because we talk so much about the correlation between being busy and productive. Like how many times have you come home from work or your day out, whatever you're doing, and you feel like you've just run a marathon and you haven't actually accomplished anything? That used to be my life so much. I spent all this time at work and I felt so exhausted when I got home. But what had I actually done? What what things that needed to get done, what things that mattered had I actually spent some time on? And when you can't answer those questions, it's very difficult to become motivated to do this process all over again the next day. So I recently became really committed to a morning routine. And as part of that morning routine, I started calendaring out my day. And this has never been anything that I've been able to commit to in the past because I used to say calendaring doesn't work for me. But my morning routine really focuses on calendaring out my day and being very intentional about the decisions that I make. So just to give you a little glimpse into my morning routine, I won't go too far into it because I have a whole episode on this recently that you can go track down if you are interested in hearing about it more. But I wake up in the morning, I start my day with a glass of water and some stretching. I do about five minutes of stretching when I first wake up in the morning. My mom will be happy to hear this because I'm 37 and I think for 38 years she has been drilling into my head that stretching is important and I refuse to listen to her. So mom, you finally got that through my thick skull. So with that being said, I start my day off with a glass of water, five minutes of stretching. And then after I do my stretching, I get up and I do journaling. And my journal has any thoughts that I want to get down about my day or my week or kind of what's going on in my head. And then I have a gratitude piece to it at the end of my journal. And then I take my dog out for a little walk, get her some food and water, make sure she's all taken care of and set for her morning. And then I go to the gym and I get some podcasts listening in at the gym. Now, if for some reason, because of my schedule, I can't fit a gym, a gym session in in the morning, I still get some podcast listening time done. And then I figure out where else my workout is going to fall in throughout my day. 7.30 a.m. court comes really early and it's not always possible for me to be up early enough to get that workout in that I want to get in before but I do make a commitment to make sure it gets in sometime throughout the day. So that is a little glimpse into my morning routine. And then I have a nighttime routine as well. And my nighttime routine, I look at my calendar for the next day, calendar out on my remarkable tablet, the Um, things that I need to do for the next day. And then I also write down what my priorities are to try to get accomplished. What do I really want to focus on for the next day? Now, sometimes when I wake up the next morning, those things change. This is my attempt at really kind of focusing my attention for the next day. And this has been working really well for me. I'm going on about three weeks of doing this consistently. And I really feel more focused I feel like the decisions that I'm making are more intentional. I feel like I'm more productive. And that's super, super exciting for me because it hasn't always been that way. So I mentioned the list of things that I really feel like I need to get accomplished during the day. And as part of the morning routine, I do these jam sessions. Now, this 
jam session and morning routine idea comes from Darren Hardy. And on my morning routine episode, I posted the link to Darren Hardy's video so that if you want to go track down what he talks about when he creates a morning routine and where I kind of got this formula from, you can go track that down from him. These jam sessions, though, are 90 minutes, and I try to get at least two jam sessions in a day. I'm really hoping to work up to three, and these jam sessions are 90 minutes of uninterrupted time where I focus my attention 100% on the task at hand, whatever that happens to be, because there are always things that pop up unexpectedly that affect the time that we have available throughout our day. So it is impossible for me, especially in my busy day, to say at one o'clock from one to one thirty, I'm going to do this particular task. And I think that that's part of the reason that I always said that calendaring didn't work for me because I would write out these really strict guidelines of exactly what I was going to accomplish and exactly what time I was going to do it. And then that would go out the window at some point in time during my day between client calls and emergency calls with consultations that needed to get done right away and calls from courts and, you know, staff stuff that needs to get taken care of. And it's just not always possible to strict to stick to that strict I'm going to do this at this time. And that's just the way life is. So when I started focusing on 90 minute jam sessions and tentatively calendaring them in my calendar, but knowing that the time that they happen is flexible, the important thing is that they happen. And kind of on that same point, I don't prescribe a particular task to a particular jam session. So I don't say tomorrow jam session number one is going to be client reviews and jam session number two is going to be an opening brief. I know that I have a lot of things that I need to get done. And so I have a list of things that I need to accomplish. And I make these jam sessions on whatever I feel like working on. So as long as I'm not blowing a deadline out there somewhere, as long as there's not something that absolutely 100% has to get done right now in order to preserve a client's case or in order to make sure that I don't mess up something that I've been entrusted with, then for me, what actually gets accomplished in these jam sessions is less important than that they happen. Because everything on that list are things that need to get done. So they're things I'm going to get to eventually. The order that they happen in is really irrelevant. So when you break down these jam sessions, it takes so much pressure off of me. It really eases for me a lot of the distractions and feelings of being completely overwhelmed Because looking at a long to-do list and thinking about how little time I have to do those things throughout the day leads to these feelings of hopelessness and procrastination and confusion. And you can't really accomplish anything when you're sitting in those emotions. Plus, I mean, honestly, sometimes there's just crap you don't want to do. And if it doesn't have to get done right then, then why not focus on something that you want to be accomplishing that needs to get done and save that thing that you don't want to be accomplishing, like rather than forcing it, unless, and and again, I've qualified this multiple times, but I'm going to say it again. Sometimes we got to do stuff we don't want to do. So unless something absolutely has to get done that day, quit focusing on the order that you get things accomplished and just get stuff done in the order that it feels natural to you. 
I know that none of us want to be working all day, and there's always things that we would rather be doing than sitting in an office. You know, especially like I live in Las Vegas and it's always so pretty and sunny outside and there's always so many things you could be doing except for when it's a hundred and death. But that is luckily only a couple of months out of the year. So when I think about, God, I've got so much to do today and so little time to do it. I'm going to be in my office all day and this is just going to suck. I'm in this awful mental space. But if I think I got to get 90 minutes of work done and then I'm good. And then at some point in time during the day, I got to get another 90 minutes of work done. And then I'm good. And when I work up to three, I've got to get three 90 minutes of work done. And then in between there are my client calls and my interaction with other people and, you know, the stuff that's really enjoyable for me. But I've got those three jam sessions. And that gives me between three to four and a half hours of uninterrupted work a day, which honestly is more than I used to accomplish in a week. Because I know I used to be the type of person that would just like fly by the seat of my pants and I'd wake up in the morning and be like, okay, I know there's a lot of stuff that's got to get done and I guess I'm just going to go get it done. And what would happen is I would be on Facebook all day long or I'd, you know, be on a phone call with a friend or I'd get in conversations with my staff. And before I know it, it's lunchtime and I haven't done shit. And so this really kind of helps narrow down that focus a lot. Um. So as I was kind of going through this idea of time management and attention management and the relationship between the two, I found a really cool New York Times article written by Adam Grant. And like I said, he also was the one that was on the podcast that put this in my mind to begin with. And there's a couple of quotes that I want to pull out of that article because I think it really hits home with what I've talked about today. And I've linked the article in the show notes, so you can go read the entire article if you want to. Um, But he says that time management isn't a solution. It's part of the problem. And I didn't understand that at first until I really started thinking about it and realized that when we are focusing on strictly adhering to a particular schedule, we end up feeling like our day is completely lost and wasted if we fall off of that schedule. And so attention management allows us to kind of regroup and still find ways to be productive throughout the day. And then he also says, and this could probably be my favorite quote from the entire article. He says, time management says we should eliminate distractions altogether, not just interruptions from other people, but also the time we interrupt ourselves. If you're getting sucked into social media, you need to quit cold turkey. That's what time management would say. Attention management offers an alternative. Be thoughtful about the timing of these distractions. That for me makes so much more sense. Like I know that I'm going to want to talk to my friends. I know that I'm going to want to be on Facebook. I know that social media is going to creep its way into my day or, you know, so much is going to happen that's going to distract me. So being able to say those things are okay, let's just figure out where they fall in our day is something that makes so much sense to me. So I want to leave you with just a couple of ideas to kind of help you get the ball rolling if this is something that resonates with you. Number one, this is a super individualized process. So what works for me may not work for you. What we're, So don't listen to somebody say, well, this is exactly how I do it and this works for me and you need to be doing it that way. It's just not the way that human brains work. We're not all the same. So 
trial by error, play around with it, figure out what the best method is for you in figuring out how to prioritize your day and prioritize your tasks and give your undivided attention to something. But that's the important part is making sure that we are giving our undivided attention to something rather than being distracted. Because multitasking is a myth. And that's number two. If you think you're multitasking throughout the day, you are so wrong. Your brain cannot focus on more than one thing at a time. So what's happening is while you think you're multitasking, your brain is actually switching back and forth between tasks without you actually realizing what's going on because our brains are fantastic, amazing things and they do so much that we don't always give them credit for. So when you think you can do multiple things at once, that both of those things end up getting done in a less than stellar way because you're not giving it your full attention. So try to get out of the habit of multitasking and give your 100% undivided attention to certain tasks. And then the last thing is, and this kind of goes back to your trial by error, but figure out which way and which order things make sense for you. So I've heard a couple of different ideas on this. I was at a, a event last year and I heard somebody talk about eating your veggies first. So doing all of the things that you don't want to do first in the day and then that way you don't get distracted later on in the day because you're focusing on the tasks that you really like to do. I've heard people talk about doing things that you really enjoy with the hopes of getting some motivation and productivity and getting a ball rolling and being able to move that into the tasks that you don't necessarily enjoy. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Just find the way that works for you. And for for me personally, I find that if something is really speaking to me that I need to go work on that. Because how many times could we be working on one thing, like let's say accounting or file management, and I'm doing file reviews and the entire time that I'm doing my file review, I'm thinking about this opening brief that I could be writing, or I'm thinking about working on my podcast or working on my book or things I could be doing that way. And what that results in is I'm trying to do file reviews and I'm constantly getting distracted by the fact that I want to be doing something else. So again, unless that thing is crucial to get done right then, then go ahead and put your attention on the thing that you want to be focusing on because that's going to be a better product for the end game. And you can go back to the thing that you're maybe not feeling at that point in time at a later time when you when you might be in a better a better place to do it. So I really hope that something in this episode has resonated with you, this idea between time management and attention management, once I really started to think about it, was a game changer for how I run my day. So if something in this episode resonated with you, I would love it if you could screenshot your phone or take a picture of your computer, however you're listening to this, and share that on the social media platform of your choice. If you tag me in that, I'll respond, and I definitely want to be able to interact with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And be able to know what parts of the episode resonated with you the most so that I can continue to make content that is valuable for you. As always, I thank you for spending parts of your day with me. I appreciate it so much, and I hope that y'all have a fantastic weekend. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.